0: Hello my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today I want to talk to you about something that I don't think we give enough thought to. What does it mean to parent from an identity perspective? To have our identity, who we are, be the foundation for decision making. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show! All right, let's kick this off. Let's talk about raising kids. I actually had somebody write in. I think it was Amy or Ashley or Allie. I don't remember what her name was, to be honest with you, but somebody wrote in and said, hey, Joe, there's too many parenting episodes. And I actually thought of her when I decided that I was going to record this episode today because it's going to be about parenting again. And I'm going to take a little bit of a circuitous route to get to it because I was talking to somebody just recently who's in business. He's he's involved uh, full-time in a business that I dabble in. And we were talking about how he was leveling up, which is one of those cool corporate terms that doesn't really mean much. Uh, And one of the ways that he was leveling up was he had joined an accountability group. And in this accountability group, one of the things that appealed to him was that if you didn't do what you said you were going to do, they made it hurt extra. And so what they did was, and he gave me the example of, you know, so if somebody said that they were going to uh, work out every day in the month of March, if they didn't, they were fined $200 each day that they didn't work out or something along those terms, along those lines. And so that's great. And it actually sounds pretty good. It's, It's very much similar to other models of accountability that people often join in in groups. The problem is there's zero evidence to suggest that they work long term because they're based on fear, which is uh, what some neuroscientists call the long process of our brain, as opposed to relationship which is the short process of our brain. And a lot of parenting works this way. I cannot tell you how many times I have parents telling me that they fight these battles with their kids around homework, around what their kids should be doing, about what their kids shouldn't be doing. And it's, it's a battle where they're screaming at each other and barking at each other, and the kids barking and they're barking, and it becomes you know stories of folklore that they all laugh about. And I often ask them, why do you do that? He, here's what I think we should do instead. I think we should use identity to teach our kids because identity is a short process, short process of your brain. You've probably heard left brain, right brain. Uh, Most uh, neuroscientists are coming to terms with the fact that that is is not... that is not a good way to think about your brain, uh, that they actually work in conjunction far more than than the two hemispheres than we were told, and that we should think more in fast process and short process. Uh, I'm probably on my fifth or sixth book just in 2023 on this research and how it's working. And one of the things that all of the books that I'm reading on it talk about is identity is what causes people to dig in and move forward. Identity, not fear, identity. And so often we use consequences, which is, which is long-term thinking, right? Which is good. We want long-term thinking, excuse me, but it's long process part of your brain and fear of consequences, fear of outcomes. Instead of asking the question, who are you? versus who you're acting like and this is even a little bit different than how i normally do it a lot of times i'll say well who are you versus who you want to be in reality what we want to go after is who are you versus who you're acting like you are. And are you acting like who you are? And so one of the books that I'm reading talks about small groups for churches, which some of you are just like, oh boy, it's okay. Just hang on with me. I'm not trying to proselytize you or convert you to my faith or move you over or anything like that. But it talks about small groups and churches and how often they don't work because they're based off an accountability model where you make commitments and you show up and people evaluate you. And when you hit a patch of, of continual failure, if you will, that you're going to miss out on the the promise that you made, you're not going to achieve whatever it was that you said you were going to achieve, people stop going. Or the group has a charismatic leader that somehow knows how to kind of tie the people together, but not a whole lot of actual growth occurs because it's not based in identity. And so that got me to thinking, well, what about parenting? How does parenting that's based in identity work? And there's all sorts of studies that say when you utilize identity as the biggest component of your parenting. Parenting, you have really good outcomes. And that always concerns me because one of the hardest things to accept as a parent is that your children get to make decisions on their own as they become adults, as they grow up, they get to make their own decisions. But when your interventions as a parent, when my interventions as a parent come back to this idea of identity, who are you? Like, who are you really? Or, or how is what you're doing help you express who you are? How is what you're trying to do here or trying to not not do? Or how is this stance that you're taking? How is this position that you're advocating for? How does it help you express the truest nature of who you are? This, of course, creates all sorts of questions because I don't know too many adults who know who they are. In fact, I would encourage you to do an exercise. Take a sheet of paper, write the two words, I am, and then just write out every label that follows. We've talked about this in the past. Just write out every single label that follows until you can't come up with any more labels. And then leave that paper and pen somewhere where you'll see it. And as more come up, keep writing them down. And typically for a lot of people, what happens is a whole lot of negatives come up and go on the paper or nothing goes on the paper. So one of our uh, mandates as a parent is to teach our children who they are. Who are they individually? And yes, who who are they inside the system of your family? We're starving for identity in our society. This is why sports are so popular because you can wear a Yankees hat and you're part of Yankees nation. You can wear a Red Sox hat and you're part of Red Sox nation. You're a Lakers fan or you're a state fan or you're a U of M fan, go blue, hail. and We have codes and we have lingo and we have all of these things that bring identity to us and it appeals, right? Wear your flag was a, was a advertising slogan for a hat company for years. What do flags I typically throughout the history of mankind, what do flags signify? They signify identity. Who are you in identity? That's what they signify. And so if we're going to ask our children to utilize their identity to help them dictate their behaviors, we have to be a part of that, a part of that process. But even in that, we have to do that in a way that invites them to their own conclusions, their own decisions. Who are you? child. So one of the things I would say to my kids really before I ever read any of this research is you're free to do whatever you want here. Here's what I'd like you to think about. And I tell them what I'd like them to think about. And then I would always end with and help me understand how what you're doing is helping you become who you want to be. So if you want to blow off all of your grades and not do your homework, honestly, you can, because I'm not going to fight that battle with you. But why? How does that help you become who you want to be? Like, okay, so you're looking at going to a college where grades don't matter. Are they going to check in on your character, though? Are they going to look for character referrals? And where they're going to ask questions like, do you finish what you start? Uh, Do you complete tasks that you say you're going to complete? Because that goes to your character. And your character goes to who you are. So who are you? Who do you want to become? My wife would tell our kids all the time, we work hard. She would say, we're Martinos, and we work hard, and we play hard. And I know that's a cliche, but that's something that my wife hung on to as an identity creating piece for us. And so before we can say to our kids, hey, who are you versus what, what you're doing or saying is reflecting who you are, we have to cultivate identity in ourselves and in our children. Who are you? And so I'd ask you, who are you? What comes to mind when you ask yourself that question? And then you need to filter that for truth because there are truths about you. You are unique. You bring value to this world simply because you're you. You bring something to the world that no one else can bring the exact same thing. They'll bring similar things, but no one brings the exact same things that you bring to this world. That makes you unique and it gives you unique value. right? So one of the things that I want to be known as is I want to be known as a generous person. And so we would tell our kids that we want to be a generous person. People and we want to be a generous family and we wouldn't say it as we want you to be we'd say you are well joe what if they're not what if that's not the authentic self that they live out of joe that's such hogwash and i was about to go down a rabbit trail i'm gonna try to stay on focus here stay on trail here if they don't want to be generous when they're adult that's their business but generosity is a great characteristic to have you are kind that's a great characteristic to have well i'm not kind yeah maybe you actually are kind and how you're acting is not indicative of who you truly are, and that's why you need to change. One of the books that I read, they talked about uh, suicide bombers, which is kind of a taboo topic, but still worthy of some discussion. And one of the things that, that scientists believe drives the, ta- the, the, the suicide bomber, which, by the way, according to Nicholas Taleb, actually didn't start where you probably think it started. It probably started on the other side of the aisle in religion. But one of the things that drives them is identity. Most of the things that get us in trouble are identity. More people think of themselves as Republican or Democrat as Trumpers or anti-Trumpers than they do as humans. And so if I'm a Republican, someone who's a Democrat, I can, I can denigrate, I can talk down to them, I can be mean to them because they're less than. Because my identity is that I don't remember which political party I led with there. If I am uh an anti-trumper i can just mock the trumpers if i'm a trumper i can just mock the anti-trumpers and no i'm not mocking them by using that term trumper i'm just using something that is easily understood who are you this becomes a great mechanism first of all for ourselves who are you what is your identity what's the identity that you're cultivating So one of the things about small groups, because I'm very interested in those, one of the things about small groups that they have found is that identity-based groups almost always have better long-term outcomes than accountability-based groups. In other words, nobody's there to critique what you did or didn't do over the last week or two weeks. They're there to hear how you did, validate your feelings, and help you move towards a healthier posture. And a healthier posture is always a posture that is in more alignment with who you are who you really are, right? And, and we've known this to be true for athletes for decades. Decades ago, I mean, because I haven't coached in a long time. And when I was coaching, the research was was uh, overwhelming then. When you talk to athletes, you talk to them about who they are. So if I coach baseball and a guy strikes out, walks into the dugout, you know, you give him a pat on the back and you say, hey, you know what? No big deal. That isn't who you are. You're not the guy who chases strike three. W- one time I said that to a kid and one of the other kids said to me, coach, he's, he's chased strike three the last five times. Yep. He sure has. But we don't always live congruently with who we really are. But the however many times before those five, he didn't chase strike three. He let it go by for a ball and end up walking. People who don't know anything about baseball are like, what is this man talking about? Who are you? Who are your kids? Because one of the problems with the punishment based model of parenting is we start telling our kids you're bad and I'm angry. Like, just think about that sentence. I'm angry. Well, hi, angry. I'm Joe. (laughs) Ha ha ha. That's a dad joke. It's also really bad grammar to motivate anybody to change your move. Who are you? Well, you're angry, evidently, so it's okay to be angry. It's okay to act out of that anger because I'm angry. If you want to facilitate change in your own life, life and the life of your children speak to the truth of who you are speak to the truth of who they are this is one of the great dangers of identifying with your greatest hurt that i talked about a couple weeks ago because if you identify with your hurt you limit yourself to who you are in fact we can back that out a little bit what you tell yourself you are the most is what you will become and so the more you tell yourself well i'm this hurt or i'm that hurt or this happened to me or that happened to me and that defines me that's what you'll become and this is the danger in based parenting. You start to talk to your kid about what they're not or worse. And I've seen this too often. What's wrong with you? Right? We go down that road. What are you doing? And what happens is we fail to speak truth. Think about CrossFit. Like I don't do CrossFit. To be honest with you, I think the CrossFit culture is a fascinating culture that I'd love to study sometime. But what does CrossFit culture do? It gives everybody who's there an identity. They do CrossFit and they do it together. Right? They take pictures together. They cheer for each other. And and one of the most fascinating things about parenting and I ask parents this all the time. Do your kids see joy on your face when they see you looking at? That's really difficult for them to see if you're allowed to yell, if you're allowed to scream, if you're allowed to have the I just got kicked in the private parts face because they did something you don't want them to do. And yet again, more and more research is coming out. The thing that drives people to change is identity and a communal feeling of joy. That's what causes people to move forward. In a few minutes, I'm going to go to a meeting about technology and sex and kids. And I imagine that I'm going to be the only one there. Who's like, give the kid the devices. If you're a long time listener, you know, that's, that should not come as a shock to you. And T, teach them who they are and what their identity does in how it interacts with devices, how it interacts with technology. You see, identity is the basis of everything we're doing. So your parenting has to spend more time on that. In my opinion, your parenting has to spend more time on identity than anything else. And you should exhibit joy when your kids see you parent, period. Well, Joe, parenting isn't always fun. I agree, but I'm talking about what is the expression on your face the majority of the time that you're interacting with your kids. If it's not joy, and I mean this sincerely, please go get some professional help with counseling. Maybe your system needs an overhaul. Maybe you need an overall and a perspective change. Maybe your kids need An overhaul. Maybe everybody needs an overhaul. But if it's not joy, you're losing out on a some of the best possible years of your life, but you're losing out on your ability, your responsibility, and ability to shape your kids' identity and future in a way that is redemptive, that brings something to society. And I'm not talking about accomplishments. Sometimes, and I I, sometimes when I talk to parents, they're like, Well, I beat my kids when necessary, their words, not mine, and they're all scared scholars at, and they name these really prestigious schools. Sweet. That is not what I'm talking about when it talks about bringing uh, something to society. In fact, my kids aren't at a very prestigious school, but they're out of school and they're all leaders. They're all bringing stuff to the table and I never beat my kids. So we're one for one. Now, if we're talking about, hey, let's talk about identity. Let's talk about what identity is, right? Because identity gives us the boundaries for how we operate, for what we move from. Identity is what drives us to make decisions. So when we're talking about uh, safety, we're gonna do. I'm gonna do an episode later on safetyisms and how they're just disrupting growth. Of people in America. But when you're talking about safety, when you're talking about do we go to church, do we not go to church, do we help people, do we not help people, what do we do when somebody on this, there's somebody at the intersection wanting a handout, what do we do when our neighbor needs help, what do we do when somebody's annoying us, What what do we do, what do we do, what do we do, what do we do? A question that we solve, when I say we, I mean all of us, numerous times throughout the day, what we do is we operate out of our identity, we operate out of who we believe we are. So circling back to the CrossFit. People keep going because they found community because community celebrates identity. So that comes from another question that I have for parents. Do you have community in your family? Well, of course we have community. No, no, no. no. Yes. And you know, one of the hard things about episodes like this and certainly one of the hard things about uh, being a counselor and having this conversation is if the answer is no, who in the world wants to admit that? If the answer is no, my kids don't see joy on my face and we don't have community in our house, who is the world wants to admit that. No one, no one wants to admit that. And yet if we can't admit it, we'll never be able to confront it and move forward into growth and change. And so some questions for you. What is the majority of your time spent on when it comes to how you're raising your children? Is it spent on identity? Is it spent on behavior modification? Is it, Then this is a whole nother episode. Can I just tell you the people who openly complain about the parenting and their kids on Facebook and they're like, Hey man, I'm just being real. I'm just, Putting the real, real out there. People who who talk about loving parenting, they just don't put up the bad stories. Horse shit And I know I shouldn't swear, but horse shit You're not just being real. And you know what really chafes my chickens? People who do that and then claim to be Christians, and they just ignore the verse. Do all things, including parenting, without grumbling and complaining. Yeah, but parenting's really hard. Yes, yes, it is. I got into an all uh, a uh, discussion with a guy who is anti-technology, and he was like, "What say you, lazy parents?" And he quoted somebody. I won't tell you this, it is, but. Walsh. And I was like, well, I'm not lazy, but I give my kids devices because here's the thing. There are people who give their kids devices because they're lazy. I agree. And there are parents who give, the, who don't give their kids devices because they're lazy, because there are lazy parents. And then there are parents that are just trying their best. They're trying to survive. They're trying to work two jobs, one job, keep the house afloat, make all the payments, feed everybody. Inflation's killing them. I just read this morning about how certain goods that my family buys have gone up by 10, 12%. And I knew it was getting bad. I didn't realize that those were Are they actually the numbers? The question across all of those situations, do your kids know their identity? This is one of the biggest problems I have with our, our cultural statement that all truth is your truth. Again, hogwash. Not all truth is truth. And your truth may be a lie. And you need to have something to compare it to. And I would suggest that the best place to start is identity. Well, how do we build identity? First of all, build joy in your mindset about parenting. Even when it's hard. Even when you're like, oh my gosh, what? What is going on because I'm telling you I'm about to graduate my second child you blink and it's over so enjoy it enjoy it enjoy it don't let yourself get caught in this hogwash filth ridden garbage lie that it's okay to groan and complain about your kids in public because you're just being real now if you have no moral compunction against that that I guess that's one thing but if you claim to be a Christian and you do that you're sinning and some of you who are like man I'm not I well, what is this sin car wash? That's fine. I'm I'm not talking to you. Now, does that mean it's not hard? No. Does that mean we can't admit that it's not hard? No. Does that mean that we can't say, man, I'm struggling? No, because that comes out of identity. That comes out of the reality that my identity isn't whether or not something's hard or soft. Right now, recording this, I got to be honest with you. I don't want to be here today recording. I'm in on my day off recording because that's the time that I have. And I don't want to be here. And I can admit that when we go beyond admitting it and we start to just complain, 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 we're in trouble. But no, I, I don't want anybody to sugarcoat it. Parenting's hard, but it should have joy. Who are you? Here's a question that I tell all my clients to go home and ask their family. I'm like Sit down around the dinner table and say, what does it mean to be, and then put your last name. So if it was us, it'd be, what does it mean to be a Martino? Run that out with your kids. Listen to them. If you really want to live wild and crazy, ask them, do you think I enjoy parenting you? And then write and lem- tell me what your answers are. I'd love to hear the answers to this because it's a fascinating opportunity for parents to hear learn and improve. All right, I've gone over today. Who knows? Maybe by the time it's done being edited, it'll be closer to our normal time. Probably going to be a follow-up episode to this, so keep listening. Hopefully, this gives you something to chew on today. What is the identity of your family? And you know, I'm going to ask this. If you enjoyed this episode, even if you hated it, because sometimes that's even better. If you had a reaction to this episode, please share it with three of your friends. Tell them, man, this guy's nuts. I can't stand this episode. Take a listen and tell me how much you agree with me that he's wrong. Or if you liked it, you know, hey, here's a good episode. But share it with your friends. It's a great way for us to find meaning by sharing with other people and then having conversations about it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.